Welcome. Sorry for the delay. This is uh, Airball, and you're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO Medford Tufts Freeform Radio. Um, we're on. Um, this is the first, I'd say this is the first routine edition of our show, Airball, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Matt, do you want to come on the mic? We're having insane technical difficulties here. The whole studio is falling apart, um, but we, we, we deal. Sometimes there's more important things than just technical. Yeah, guys, sometimes you just got to be happy with what you have. You know, you can't expect everything's going to work out, but we're here. We're here on Airball, and uh, we're excited to get things moving. Absolutely. All right. So we've got, we've got an, a, bit, a bit of a schedule today. Um, we wanted to first just talk about a, a recap, a general recap of the box scores from last night um, and just, just get things rolling. So, I mean, we can start the Lakers and the Warriors. That was the marquee matchup last night. Obviously, LeBron sat. But from the, the reality is I'm, I'm a Lakers fan, and I can't t- put any weight into a loss like this. The Lakers are a strictly playoff team. And I, I think there's a huge sentiment online where people overreact to any random loss. I don't have headphones now. Um, people overreact to any loss. The Lakers fans are rabid. But I think that when push comes to shove, this type of loss won't happen in the playoffs. Also, the LeBron won't sit in the playoffs. So it's like the Lakers don't care at all whatsoever if LeBron isn't playing. But that's just like the way that they were wired, which is a criticism of the team. But like... I'm not tripping about it. Look, what I do you guys love, think? I love this matchup. I love Lakers Warriors, and I think like without LeBron, it loses its charm. You know, you got two. You got two of the greats. You got Curry and LeBron facing off against each other, and I find it to be one of the most exciting matchups. But I was very disappointed when LeBron wasn't playing, um, and I think that's why. Like they need the full team. The Lakers are very reliant on that duo. Mm. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to speak. Like, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, we gotta. Good. Okay. Good, yeah, I think LeBron and Steph is the matchup. You know, you're going to watch LeBron and Steph. Yeah. And me personally, I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a Warriors fan. I don't care about watching Lakers Warriors unless it's like the you're Lakers. watching those those big stars. Unless you're watching the Lakers. The Lakers. And. But yeah, that first matchup, we watched it. We watched it in the room, and it was a great game. It was like that. Honestly, is probably the game of the season. And this game, this game had some charm. Steph was going off first quarter, but it's definitely not the same. Yeah. Um, just going around the league, um, Kings beat the Spurs. Wembenyama had a pretty, like, milk toast performance by his new standards. Um, the Wizards, Jokic dropped, like, an absurd stat line. Oh, yeah. This dude packed the box score. He had a... 21-19-15. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Wonder, I wonder if, like, if he's capable of doing this, a 2020-20 game is probably on the horizon for him. That's, that would he, be... If he wanted to in this game, if he was really farming some stuff up, I think he could have got 20 I mean, assists. he's close to it. The thing about 2020-20 is it, require, it takes a lot of time to get 20 assists. Yeah. Even getting 20... Uh-huh. If you get 20 assists, getting 20 points is hard. And if you get 20... I mean, rebounds can come with that. Yeah. But to get 20 points and 20 assists, which I guess Russ did and some people have done, I mean, That's hard to do, just like given how much time is in a basketball game. Yeah, the team has got to be on on point. Yeah, he did that in 31 minutes. Like, put him in an overtime yeah, game. And 31 minutes. <laughs> I mean, put I him in an overtime game, and that's that's a 2020 game. Yeah, I mean, you're playing the Wizards. I mean, what, what else <laughs> yeah. are you gonna do? The Nuggets had that game circled, well, yeah. or they like uncircled that game. That's how little they cared about it. <laughs> um, but uh, should we transition to Wemby, Jonah? 
I am the biggest Wembenyama supporter. Yeah. Um, Jonah take of the day. Jonah take of the day. Wembenyama. Well, okay, this is a complete other tangent. The what? next Wembenyama is on the horizon. What, His name is Mohamed Dabona. He plays <laughs> for Barcelona. I, I, this is an insane take, and it's impossible to project the future 10 years out. This kid will not be drafted. He's a future Thunder first-round pick. <laughs> he, he's getting drafted in 2031. Exactly. Yeah. This kid, but this kid is 12 years old. He's six foot ten, and has like a forty something inch vert, and he's like built like a grown man. And I saw his touch. He has crazy touch. Yeah, he has feel like, for the this game. This guy looks like he's an NBA player. All I was, I was watching him play people uh, half his size, so I, I can't really say that he'll he'll be. That's able the thing. To fare he's well thirteen. NBA type. Player. But when you he's s- got a lot of room to grow though. Yeah, when he's you got s- a lot of muscle to build, but he plays the game like an NBA player. It's pretty crazy. To watch. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We should talk about the Celtics. Um, how are you guys thinking about the Celtics um, post trade deadline? They beat the Bulls one twenty nine to one twelve last night. Um, pretty pretty run of the mill win for for the Celtics team, who seems to steamroll pretty much everyone in their path. But what 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 are you thinking about them? Do they have any real weaknesses? Is there reason to be concerned? Say you get Porzingis injured in the playoffs, is the Celtics team going to have the same? I love going there because that's like if there's one domino that, that completely ruins the Celtics, it's Porzingis getting injured. And if that happens, like what happens if Embiid is healthy? How are they going to stop him? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm I throwing can this see up the to Celtics me. losing too. I agree. I think the, the problem with the Celtics every year is that they don't have their stars. I mean, aside from Porzingis, who's been pretty good in the playoffs, their stars kind of disappear when they're playing the best teams in the league, and. They could beat the Bulls. They could. I mean, they could beat every team in the league in the regular season. They can beat on any given night, and more so than than other teams in the NBA. But they're not like, like I'm. I I I'm really am a Celtics hater. I'm a Knicks fan, and I really just do not like the Celtics at all. Don't want to see them win. But every year, I never feel like, oh, I'm gonna really have to watch the Celtics for yeah. the finals because they never are. They just are not mm-hmm. gonna win. Yeah. And because they. I mean, they're well coached, honestly. Like they, they have everything that you should need to win a finals, but they just can't ever put close in the playoffs. I don't know. I think this might this might be their year. This this team is stacked. It, I think the main the main uh, factor is Drew Holiday. That man, mm-hmm. if that man wants to, he can clamp anybody anybody on the court. Yeah. He can. Um, I, I remember when the Knicks play the Celtics, he's clamping Julius Randle like every possession. Yeah, he's, he's forcing them into turnovers, bad faders. If Drew Holiday plays well, they're up. And also another fact, I think Derek White, obviously. Some games, Derek White will just coast it and just yeah. accept that he's not going to score and just, just this vibe. Other games, that means dabbing on the floor every play, yeah, polishing his head on the on the wood. The, the they do have such a good team. I mean, they just have, like, the best crafted team that we've seen in years. Yeah, they're, they're beautiful I almost think of the Celtics as like the epitome of what a modern defensive team should look like. Just insanely versatile at every position. Um, and then the, the offensive criticism, my, I think offensively is the reason I would be skeptical of, the t- of them playing the Nuggets in the finals. I don't doubt that they can get through the East, but I think when push comes to shove, I don't think the Celtics can beat that Nuggets team. I, I really don't think so. Because when, when the Celtics get into it, you're going to have two games in a series where they just have the, the variance problem. Where, because they yak up a bunch of threes every game, they're going to have two games in a series where they just go ice cold. And as long as, if you can 
prevent that from happening, that's great. But you're basically, when you're relying on three-point variance in the way that they do, it really makes me skeptical that they can beat a team like Denver, who, when they're cooking, are so consistent. Denver doesn't have off nights in the playoffs. The Celtics will have multiple in every series. And then all of their series seemingly go seven games when they shouldn't be. The Celtics think, should be sweeping teams. They never sweep anyone. Do you think that there's going to be a change, though? Like, yeah, they've never done it. But as Lucas said, like this year with mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, this is such a well-built team. It's like, it's almost, it's kind of hilarious. Like, this is, yeah. there's no gaps in this yeah. team. So, like, what's, what's, there's something surely got to change in the playoffs, right? Or do you see that they're just still frauds? I think Drew Holiday is a high-variance player to begin with. Like, even on the Bucks, you would, he's a mixed bag on any given night. You're going to get a Drew Holiday one night where he goes 5 for 6 from 3 and drops 30 in the first three quarters. And then the other night, it'll be like he's just not even there. And he's always a solid defensive player. Then on the other hand, you got, like, I feel like all of their players, maybe Derek White is might be the most consistent, like, role player on the team. The Jays are going to be good, but they have their bad nights as well. I just, I just feel like... A perfect storm could definitely happen at a key point in a series where it completely screws them. But that can happen to any team. It's not really yeah. like criticism of the Celtics per se, but I also think that they're prone to those types of breakdowns more than other contenders. I well, think if... Sorry. Good. Well, no, you got it, you got it. I think if they're going to do it any I disagree, year... But yeah, okay. I disagree a little bit in that. I mean, I think if there's any year that you can expect a team like that to put it together, it's the year when they get the best defensive player in the league, I think, even though, the, yeah. I mean, like, the NBA players voted on Drew Holiday as the best defensive player in the league. It's when they add him, and they don't need him to be on offensively every night. They don't need him to be on offensively ever. Honestly, they just yeah. need him to pass and play defense. And then they have Christoph Porzingis, who I think has been underrated for four years, could, like, totally be a good player in this league if he's on a... Uh, yeah, Knicks legend, Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. I mean, he was good on the Knicks, but everybody, it's like a black hole going to play for the Knicks unless you're Jalen Brunson. So, Kristaps yeah. Porzingis has really had that, he really gives them that that piece that they need to, to make a jump in theory, but I think they still rely a lot on, it's just in my mind, I can't say that I think the Celtics are going to actually get it done because they never do. Yeah. Since I've been a lot, well, not since I've been a lot. Um, another thing, and this is for all the listeners out there who may be Boston sports fans and may disagree with our blatant Celtics or our calculated Celtics hatred, which we like to spew on the radio to all of you in your cars. Um, yep. If you not on this show, but in the future, we will be accepting Collins. So if you want to come in with your pro Celtics takes. We will love to have that. We'd love to talk with you all about your opinions on basketball. And disagreement is great. I think that it's one of the most fun sports, probably the most, to just banter about. And I, I like hearing the people's opinions, you know. I want to hear what the Bostonians think about their own sports teams. Are you guys confident? Are you, are you guys skeptical that the Celtics will survive in the playoffs? We want to hear it. So um, just, just keep tuned. This is, this is Airball. Uh, 91.5 WMFO Medford Tufts Freeform Radio. Yeah, I wonder, out of, we have 27 people listening, I wonder how many of them are Celtics fans. Probably a good deal. All the, a lot of the people who just stumble across this radio station are likely Celtics fans. Yeah. Um, Celtics are one of my least favorite teams in the league also because <laughs> if you go on 2K and you play now them and you go through their uh, uniforms, you click, you click, you're like, whoa, it's 64. Wait, it's 08? They have the same jersey yeah. since <laughs> It's just green and white. 
Yeah, it's Green actually they terrible. got one black jersey from like alternate. Yeah. They just made the shorts a little longer. Like yeah. that's literally all yeah. they've done. They need to shout out to their uh, their design man, whoever yeah. the guy is. He's doing a great. Yeah. He's Not he's robbing. He's robbing the owner. He picked a timeless design. You don't run away from from that timeless design. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Loki, I got a proposition for a new Celtics jersey. What if they did like a camo jersey, but it's just their court. Like it's just their like court pattern. So they like blend in with their court. What do you mean? Like like it's, like it's parquet on there? Is that the name of the, the pattern so. of the wood? I don't know if that's Celtic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is right. That's a parquet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but they just wear like green parquet jerseys that like match their court, and then they like blend in in the key. Cool. I think it would be a band jersey. I don't think you can camouflage yourself on the court, but if I you were allowed to, I would be in favor. That would be like I a home court. Ad- that would be like another level to home court advantage. Double you, home court in advantage. In practice, you're studying like how. Okay, so we can see each other because we know that what the camo looks like. But then when you're playing in the game, the other team's like, "Oh wait, they're all blending into the they court. Can't even <laughs> what see am them. I going to do?" Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, what's preventing a team from just being like the beige team, like, like, and just blending it with their court, anyways? Like, are beige jerseys banned in the NBA? They would probably. <laughs> they would be you know that. so ugly. I think what they should do is the Knicks. I've, I've really thought this for a while. The Knicks should get a jersey that's just a picture of everyone on the team is on the jersey, all lined up on the roster. So you got, got you got Jacob Toppin on the jersey too, and that makes them all feel like they're getting playing time. Because that's the thing. If you're an everyone NBA player, cares about Jacob Toppin. If you're an NBA player and you're at the end of the bench, you're like, oh, Charlie Brown Jr. What? Yes, yeah, so if you're Charlie Brown Jr., you're never seeing the court. You've never felt hardwood in your life. <laughs> the only way you can see that court is if you have a blown up fathead picture of you on the jersey on J- Jalen Brunson's face as he's dropping forty. Yeah, and so oh, Charlie Brown. Jr. That's a crazy wow. name. Um, yeah, uh, for all the people who don't know, Charlie Brown Jr. is a 27-year-old, six-foot-six basketball player who plays for the New York Knicks on the Westchester Knicks, um, the Hamptons Knicks, like whatever you. I don't Occasionally, know. when everyone gets injured, he plays on the end of the bench. <laughs> um, this is a. Uh, I, I think that. Maybe maybe Charlie Brown Jr. should have been in the dunk contest. Is yeah. he a dunker? I think Honestly, he is a dunker. I did not tell you his play style. Uh, he yeah. Play, the yeah. dunk contest should just be people with funny names. Yeah. That would make it more entertaining. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Yeah. And just a little pivot. Um, All-Star Weekend was last weekend, in fact. Um, let's talk about it. What a, what, a, what is your... It's easy to just write it off, but there were good moments. I think Steph versus Sabrina was the highlight. The undeniable mm-hmm. peak of the weekend. I think... Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to talk about this for a minute. What is like the significance of that night, of that competition for women's basketball and just for the sport in general? Okay. I mean, we could talk about comparing like the entertainment factor, like between all the events. But honestly, was Sabrina versus Steph the best event? I think it could have, in my opinion, could have been the best. Maybe not best in competition wise, but in, maybe but it was one brief thing, and they really wanted to win. That was like. They re- each really were coming out there to compete, which was unlike every single... The three-point contest, too. I think the three-point contest has, like, a lot of potential. Yeah. But that event, it was there's so much on the line for each of them, and they were, like... Yeah. It was like they were pulling up to a finals game. Like, they were up at the arena, like, hours before. They were getting shots up. Like, they were scared. Like, they're not scared. They were just ready. They were preparing like it was, like, a big game, which I thought was cool. I think you can expand upon that. Like, in a few years when Caitlin Clark's in the league, 
and get WNBA players versus NBA players. Like, do some battle of the sexes BS. Because I think that, like, people eat that eat that up. And if the WNBA players can never win or compete, yeah. it builds a lot of legitimacy for the league. Yeah, me and Owen were talking about that last time uh, about Caitlin Clark and how she's going to, you know, burst onto the league. I said she could come off the bench for the Hornets, but yeah, it's okay. I, just, yeah. I honestly think she could come off the bench for a lot. I mean, it, it's tough, though. It's tough. Because defensively, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a totally different thing, yeah. but... She could easily score on a lot of NBA teams. She's pulling up from 35 feet away. Several on for three. I don't think she could Charlie Brown. She could play over Charlie. I don't think she's better than Charlie Brown. Okay, I don't think she could play on a bad team. I think if she put her on the Celtics as like a six man, like no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain my my reasoning. On a bad defensive team, it'll just be horrible. On a great defensive team, you can kind of hide her more so. Yeah. Like like on the Celtics, like if you put her in um. Say you point put her at the one instead of Drew Holiday or instead of Derek White. So the only thing is they're NBA. They're still playing NBA players. Yeah, and so all players. these all these guys they're playing are good. So I mean, how tall is yeah. Kate Clark? She's like five. Uh, is she five nine? I, I want to say yeah. That's and I guess. Which yeah, I mean, six. it's not like she's six foot. Oh, Ooh, she's whoa. six foot. Okay, Damn. but even still, six foot is short for the NBA, and you're only you haven't played NBA players yet. Like I think she's Brunson's size. You could definitely yeah. She's Jalen Brunson's size. She could definitely. I think if you give her like a couple of years of playing NBA guys, she would be able to find a role in the NBA. That's what yeah, I honestly yeah. think. But I also think I've thought about this for a while. I think what Michael Jordan was the NBA, and that he brought all this worldwide press and took the NBA from like, a, or I guess Michael Jordan and Magic did this, brought the NBA from like just another sports league that nobody really watches that much to like a, like TV, like must see yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. I think that's Caitlin Clark is going to do a similar thing for the WNBA to where people are going to start watching WNBA. They don't get the ratings that they need, and they'd like lose money every year. I think Caitlin Clark is going to be the jump from, or at least is going to spearhead the jump from uh, yeah, unwatched league to like must see TV. If she brings yeah. in the excitement, she I mean she's got a lot of hype behind her right yeah. now. I also think the WNBA season is just at a really uncomfortable time. Like, they need to figure that out. Because never in August am I like, oh, basketball. Like, I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. But, like, in my mind, when the off season hits, basketball is out of my life for four months. And I kind of, like, relish that a little bit because it consumes me when it is on. And I like just not having to think about it. And, like, free agency and all that is, like, one week of, of entertainment. But then, like, then like there's summer league, which I, I gobble up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but but I, I think the WNBA does have potential, and I think the fools on Instagram that that berate it and and just spam sexist comments under yeah. any mention of a WNBA player will be very quiet in the next ten years. They've also just never played basketball in their life. Like eighty yeah. percent of those people have never played basketball in their lives. It's yeah. just so clear because people always will be like, I've seen a lot of people be like, Caitlin Clark, who? Like, who's that? What is a Caitlin Clark? Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like Caitlin Clark would. 50 piece any yeah. of the people who've ever said that about her her own, highlights you know? are out of this world I know, like, people insane. just want to watch that so people are going to watch the WNBA when she's there yeah. people are going to want to see how she like mm-hmm. plays in there I, I also don't, I think that there's like no limit to like what a woman shooter can do obviously they can't dunk like they can't dunk in, and no, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say it like they can't they can't dunk that's okay. Dunking isn't the only entertaining thing in basketball. So the argument that the league isn't like popular because they can't dunk and there isn't posterizers, like yeah, that's one in- type of highlight that they can't do. But they can like hit, like g- they can hit like a contested game-winning fading three from 40 feet, like 
uh, I don't know, like there's a bunch of incredible things that basketball has that are outside of dunking, you know? Mm-hmm. And some, there's some high school, there's like this one high school girl that I keep seeing that can dunk pretty easily. She's in high school right now. Wow. That's the thing is like, I, I kind of feel like that's on the horizon as well. I just think like the WNBA is really due for a, um, some sort of explosion in terms of exposure. Yeah. This is actually a good little segue to this thing. I was watching, well, I didn't watch it, but I saw a clip some about the celebrity game, the All-Star celebrity game. I don't know if y'all knew, but two WNBA players actually played in the celebrity game. Jewel Lloyd, Jewel Lloyd and Natasha Cloud. So I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think? Do you think, because obviously I feel like they should be implementing more of the WNBA into the All-Star game, because nobody cares about the WNBA All-Star game, right? Is that even a thing? I don't even know if I think it is. They have their own All-Star weekend. So, yeah, but I feel like they should be, like, I was going to ask you, what do you all think about this, like, form of participation? What if they had, like, I feel like a WNBA team could come in, like, in the skills challenge. You have, like, the WNBA team, or, like, few WNBA like uh, three-point contest participants yeah I think that uh, um, that, that's some random news but maybe we shouldn't cover it I just got a notification this was 20 minutes ago but <laughs> the Thunder have waived Pokashevsky yeah. oh which Boku. that's so a tragic good. wait maybe he could be picked up by uh, someone needs him I, I the he's Knicks, not we wave Randall <laughs> And pick up Poku. <laughs> I think that like the Thunder didn't need him anymore, but I think like the Spurs could try to develop him. The Spurs should get Pokuchevsky. Spurs got a lot on their plate. Yeah, but they could. I mean, they don't have a good team at all, so yeah, they, no, they, they could use like play. any piece. Any yeah. piece would help. All right, all right. yeah, so back saying, to the. Also, yeah, yeah, I just interrupted with um, the Pokuchevsky tragedy. I shout think. Out to I mean, I think. Yeah, shout out to Pokuchevsky. I think that the celebrity All Star Game. People aren't watching it. In gen- I mean, pe- some people watch it because they're like, oh, that's celebrities. But the, All- oh, the celebrity All-Star that. game this year was like, Micah Parsons took, what, 32 shots or something? If you look at the, the box score, Micah Parsons probably took, I think it was over 30 shots in a celebrity All-Star game. He clearly was like, oh, I really l- would like to go get some shots up and just, just went ham on the celebrity All-Star game. I think CJ Stroud did that too, right? CJ the Yeah, CJ Stroud. I mean, they have, a pod- or they, have, they have a podcast together, but... And Micah Parsons has a podcast, and CJ Stroud went on right before the Celebrity All-Star game, and they were just talking about how they're going to, like, cook each other, go at each other. Yeah. That's what I think. I just feel like they, especially for WNBA players who don't have to prove themselves at all, they probably just go out there to be on the, like, they're they're getting exposure by being there. Um, which is why I honestly like the Steph and Sabrina thing, because I think it's like people cared about that. People were watching that. I, I mean, I personally didn't watch... I didn't. The All Star Game has really like lost me. I feel like it's just it's really, the worst form of basketball. Yeah, like I, just, I turned it on. I'm like, oh my god! Like this team's about to score a hundred by the half, and it's like they're just chucking up threes. There's no defense. It's like if there was some incentive for them to really try their best, it would be such an exciting game. Like it's the best players in the league going at it. Like, yeah, that'd be crazy. I just don't want to get like injured. And yeah, there's no Which reason for them to try. But, like, obviously that seems like what you'd want All-Star Weekend, like, the best mm-hmm. players play against each other. But yet it's, like, the most boring. I you know? saw this thing about, like, they should do King of the Court, which I think would be so cool. Dude, a 1v1 tournament would be yeah. so sick. Or I think that would, be, that would really draw me back That's in. Sick. Speaking of All-Star level players, um, we're going to segue to a game 
which is beloved to many MGA fans. Um, it is known as the Hoop Grid. And, and um, to describe this to the listeners it, who don't have a visual, it basically gives you two criteria of NBA players, and you try to find the most niche NBA player. I mean, more than two. No, no, there's there's nine of them, but for each it's square, a grid. It's a, I mean, grid, it's a grid. It's a grid of nine squares, and you try to fill it with the most niche players from NBA history that fulfill the criteria. For instance, an NBA player of the week with 500 plus personal fouls in their career. That's interesting. I feel like that's fouls. easy. Um, that's like what five seasons? Of, no, like um, Detlef Schrempf. Four seasons of fouls. I mean. Let's start throwing some names out here. So the goal is you try to get the most niche player you can. Um, if it's me, I'm thinking, uh, I mean, you got to think of random guys who fouled all the I time. I got an easy one, They're like Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin? Kenyon Martin's let's, let's, let's speedball this to so see how good yeah. we actually do. We can't. This is a, Kenyon oh. Martin is pretty good. That's all right, Kenyon Ken Martin. Martin. 0.15%. Oh, that's pretty Dang, good. that's tough. All right. Chat to me. All right, I'm going to go across the board. 500 plus, or I'll do a different one. Five plus assists a game per season. Who played for one franchise? <laughs> that one's tough. Played for exactly one franchise is tough because you don't want to do some like you don't want to do Tony. Well, he didn't even play for one franchise, but you don't want to do like I mean it doesn't work for this, but uh, Tim Duncan or whatever because that's going to be yeah. huge. And those are the only guys who played for one franchise for a whole yeah, career. It's, it's John Havlicek. But I, I'm we'll thinking jazz. Like, 2.3. All right, let's keep going. Okay. So, so, so basically the, the game tells you um, what percentage, percentile, the player, like how good you are. So John Havlicek was a pretty decent one. 2. Like what 3 percent of people have well, yeah, put that answer? Yeah, that was how, how it works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A player with um, 10 points per game a season in the season and played in the 2000s. That's like a million different answers. But who's the um, most like niche one? It's pretty easy. Who's I mean, the most difficult 2000s player that you know the of? 10 plus points per game? I mean, Ramon Sessions probably had 10 <laughs> plus points per game. Ramon. But I don't know. He, that might be 2000. This first name you say, <laughs> boom, yeah. Point yeah. 0.14. Point 0.14. Yeah. That's, t- that's down, good. Yeah. All right, let's, let's just do all the play to 2000. Played for exactly one franchise in the 2000s. Uh, that's th- I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm trying to think of a guy who played on the Knicks for one year. Ty Lawson? No, no he played a, for two franchises. But in the 2000s, he, he was drafted in 2009. Was he traded in his rookie year? He played for oh, the Nuggets. Oh, you could try that. I, I don't know if it means... I he think it was means wrong. For, yeah, uh, I think it means played for yeah. exactly one franchise he in his career. He played the Kings, too, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Around. I mean... I don't know. Maybe we come back to that. Because the, the thing with this is this you can't see this yeah, happening. Yeah, it's just, it's just random. I like just spitballing goofy yeah, names. Co- I mean, Kobe is easy. Yeah, to but that's going to be like... We don't have to do this for that much longer. It's just a fun little game. Oh, no, this is so fun. Um, NBA Player of the Week that had five-plus assists per game. To the, to the listeners, try to play along in your head. Find, find, <laughs> find, trying to play, find a goofy player. Rod Strickland. <laughs> Rod I mean, Strickland. Uh, who else works for that? Damon Stoudemire might work, although I don't know if I already tried that one. <laughs> Damon Stoudemire. Who's that? Didn't Damon work. St- it didn't work, okay. Uh, Damon Stoudemire was a point guard on a few different... He was a point guard on the Raptors and the Blazers in, like, early 2000s and the wow. 90s, I think. No, Ty Lawson might work for this one. Ty Lawson probably would work for this he one. He was player of the week. Yeah, that was good. Wow. And then, you know what? I'm gonna throw Ty Lawson one. actually had a rookie card of his signed um, in 2009. Jameer. Then I threw uh, Jameer Nelson, yeah. in, uh, NBA Player of the Week, that played in the 2000s. Jameer Nelson. Although I think he, he might have played for one franchise, actually. I can't. Yeah, oh true. no, he played for the Nuggets, actually. I yeah. didn't know that. 
Let's do one more before we move on. Um, 10 plus points per game in the season and 500 plus personal fouls in their career. They, these Gerald are this Wallace, is yeah. Ger Gerald Wallace, Rashid Wallace too. I think a lot of players who've played a long time in their career would have more than 500 personal fouls. Oh yeah. yeah. You could do like literally any player. Who's the most could niche do, player uh, you could ever think of? I mean Haslam, although I don't even know if he scored 10 points in the season. 10 points per No, he never he did. I don't think he, he I don't did. think he He has some good seasons. I mean Gerald sure. Wallace for sure did this though, I think. Yes. Gerald Wallace. Dang. Damn. Wow, this is impressive. Wait, what, what did we do for this one? The one franchise and five assists. All right. I, we come I, up with a better one. We need to we yeah, get one, it Exactly board. one franchise and five assists. Exactly one franchise is so tough, though. So tough. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, an international player that came in. For what? What was that guy on the Nuggets? Um, nah, what was his name? The point guard? He had like an Italian. Oh, Facundo Campazzo? That's probably Campazzo. Oh, no, but it. Oh, wait. What? Oh, because he's got he's on a new team now. And he, he might not have gotten five assists per game. Yeah. All right. I think we should move on. Yeah. Although this is a fun Let's little game. We, can, we don't have to do it for too long. Um, oh, we do have to read the PSA, though. Oh. So should we? We should do that. Well, when we come back, we will be discussing the Western Conference and the playoff picture, which is a complete mess. It's just uh, everyone's good, everyone's competitive. But there may be an alpha dog. That's my take. But we'll we'll be back in a minute after this PSN. All right, you wanna no, like alternate? That's all you. All right, okay. Okay. All right, we can alternate. Sure. All right. <laughs> Pedestrian safety, PSA. Pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Both drivers and walkers need to do their part to keep their roads safe. When you're driving, drive at safe speeds. Drive alert and always scan the road and sidewalks ahead for pedestrians. It's the law to stop for pedestrians when they're crossing at both marked crosswalks and inter intersections. When you're walking, remember that drivers may not see you. Continue to watch for traffic as you cross. Always use crosswalks and obey all traffic signals. A life-saving message from your friends at WMFO in Medford. Thank you. Important, guys. Walk this way. Thanks for reading okay. that, guys. Pedestrian safety is important. You know, pedestrians... Soundboard would be great. Pedestrians could get hit, therefore they, we should promote them being safe. For real. It's a deep That's true words were never spoken. Wise words. All right, let's pivot to the Western Conference. What is, let's, let's go around the horn. Who, wh who's coming out of the West? Well, right now we got Timberwolves at the top. I don't see them coming out. Nah, they're this. frauds. Um, Thunder last night beat the Clippers. It was a really good game. Uh, then the Thunder pulled away. I see the Clippers and Nuggets as the best teams in the West. I see, yeah. I mean, I'm a Clippers fan. I see the Clippers having an amazing team this year, and I'm thinking this could be the year. Yeah. I can see them in the finals. The Clippers. You can't, obviously, the Nuggets, are, they're the same team. They're the Nuggets. They do Nuggets things. They're an incredible team come the playoffs. So. Yep. But I do think it's between those two. I could really see any of these teams uh, making a statement in the playoffs. So it's a very deep conference. I think... One team will make a real splash. I think the Thunder are better than people give them credit for, and I think that they might surprise a lot of people in the playoffs. I could see a, I don't know how the standings will shake up, but I could see a Thunder Nuggets Western Conference Finals. I think the Thunder could beat the Clippers in a playoff series. They need to be healthy though. The Thunder do? Yeah. But like, well, the Clippers are more likely to be an unhealthy team in the playoffs than the Thunder. I guess that's true. That's Thunder true. are young, and they aren't very injury prone. But I think, uh, 
the Thunder, I honestly, at the beginning of the season, I mean, I agree with Matthew. I'm also a Clippers fan, though, too. So I I think this is the best team the Clippers have had in years. Or actually, this might be the best team the Clippers have had, period, ever in their history. Yeah. And it, what's good about this team is they have so many guys that you can afford to let one or two of them get injured and they can still win a series. Like, they, the Clippers were playing pretty... I forget if it was That's last true. year or two years ago when they were like, they looked like they had a shot and they only had Paul George and Reggie Jackson. And now they have all these guys and any two of them could get injured and they still have two good players. Um, well, not any two. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi both getting injured that would be, be a huge tragic. blow. But, but then yeah. you have you still James have Harden, you still have playmaking for like Norman Powell. Yeah, you, you still have a decent 25. team. Yeah. And, and James Harden is still really good and he's Westbrook. been playing really good. Oh my God. Yeah. But Imagine I do think, team, though, if I had to Carter. guess, I think, yeah, no, Westbrook, I mean, Westbrook could also have, I'm not that sold on Westbrook being, like, washed up either, so. No. We'll see how that pans PJ out. PJ Tucker's getting no play. Yeah. He just can't get in. He's complaining. Because who they, oh, they have Tans Man too? Yeah. Well, they, bro, they have a, they have, like, a 10-man roster that's we got all, Brandon like, Boston Jr. Brandon Boston Jr. is good. Future of the league. I saw him play. Sierra Canyon. Yeah, Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon legend. graduate. We all know that. I think it's going to be the Thunder, though, if I had to guess. Although it really could be any of these top three teams. Yeah. I mean, top four teams. I don't even know. Not against Clippers, Thunder, Timberwolves. Count out like the Mavericks or the Snow. You can't. Like, yeah, that's the Mavericks true. Mavericks are deep. It's just that they're not a great. I, I think you can't count them out for uh, in the playoffs. I don't know why I was just thinking. That's not the question, but I was thinking like who was going to be first in the division yeah. in right. the conference so so say, say not even who's going to get the one seed I think the one seed is just completely Irrelevant. random and yeah. it doesn't I, yeah, it's not important anymore. yeah it's not really yeah it doesn't I mean I guess home court advantage if makes, anything you don't even want the one seed you want like the three I the think if you're if you're Denver the, you would ideally yeah. want the one seed because they have an actual home court advantage due okay, to well, the, the elevation like, that is like a real factor in Denver but the other teams like yeah, you get home court advantage, but I don't know if it really you matters. Get, like, Steph, statistically speaking. Probably Steph coming out the plan. That's dangerous. Yeah. If LeBron, you're the Nuggets, you probably want to stay at the four because the Pelicans, yeah. they could guard the Pelicans. Oh, they could, like, they might sweep the Pelicans them. are not a, uh, I mean, they're a good team. They're just not, like, experienced oh. in the playoffs. I don't know how much faith I'd have in them uh, beating a team like the Nuggets or something. Like that. That'd be rough. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my, my take on the West, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of noise, but I think the Nuggets are head and shoulders the best team in the West and will prove it again in this playoffs. I think that the Nuggets will repeat. I think I think the Nuggets are a much better boring. team than... I think it's... I don't find them boring, bro. I love the Nuggets, and I love Jokic, and I love Jamal Murray in the playoffs. I don't think they're boring. I think they're the opposite of boring. No, they're not boring. I, I think they're... It's a little boring to see the same team win, obviously, back-to-back, but I, I do think that... Uh, yeah. He, Jokic needs his flowers, so... I think, like, back-to-backs and repeats can be annoying and boring when their odds are overwhelmingly stacked in a team's favor, like in the Warriors situation. But the, the Thunder or, or the, the Nuggets are not that much better than these other teams. So if they win, it's like purely just off of them outplaying people and hooping really well. You know, that's what it takes. It takes Jamal Murray just cooking in the playoffs for them to win. Which if he does it again, like that makes me happy. What about the Suns in the playoffs? You think they can make any noise? They're good. fraudulent. They just picked up like who is it? Uh, what's his name? Royce O'Neal. I mean, he's not like a incredible piece but he's good he's a championship factor Grayson Allen's playing well this year so their supporting cast looks good KD could drop 20 into the fourth quarter no problem in a in like a serious game then they have they have Bradley Beal they have D-Book Nurkic sending off screens like I don't know they could be decent but I mean it's always just the 
I mean, they crumbled last year. Yeah. So they're a weak defensive team. Yeah, that's they, true. That team in no way inspires me defensively. I feel like when push comes to shove, they're going to get completely like outplayed on that side of the ball by like real defensive teams. Who's their best defender? Um, probably I mean, Grayson Allen. Grayson? I mean, probably KD when it comes down to it, but he's yeah, not going to be giving that effort. Like, because mm, Nurk bull. is Bull Bull. Bull Bull is such a wild card, man. I would view them very differently if Bull Bull was like a serious person. But he's just not, and I don't think he ever will be. Yeah, he was not this... good. I watched Bobo play uh, in the state or CIF championship in California in high school, and he got I think under five rebounds, and it looked like he didn't go. He didn't care that the ball was like near him. He like wouldn't go get it. Yeah. Have you all seen Bobo's fits? Like, yeah, no, his fits are they're fire. They're yeah. crazy. If we were judging the Suns on their fits, then <laughs> Bo- I don't like Booker's fashion Booker's whatsoever. Got some- like Booker, Booker dress is like an AI-generated stylist guy. But like, Shea is really the best. Pull up Bull Bull's fits. I love Bull, Shea's fits. Yeah, I couldn't personally right wear them. But there was a fit he had the other day where I he had like a grass Timu-type jersey <laughs> with <laughs> green, um, like it was like grass. T-boo. It was like a soccer jersey, but it just had like a, a terribly like low-res PNG of like grass. And then he had like reflective green glasses. He's wearing like some just dis- like crazy baggy distressed um, things on his legs. I don't even want to call them pants. They're just things. And he's wearing Tim's with it. So, so tough. Like, th- that, that was my favorite Shea fit I think I've seen. Okay. I don't know if you know the yeah. one I'm talking about. You see the one know. I'm talking about, right? No, we're looking at this. We're looking at Bull Bull fits. Bull Bull right now. This right, one. Pull up, pull up. I don't know yeah, how the, the, he finds his clothes in his yeah. size. Okay, but for the viewers who can't see, oh, it's like just a, some ridiculous. Yeah, thing? it's like a Minecraft fit. NBA fashion is a fun little thing to, to get into because mm-hmm. there's so many players trying to be different and most of them yeah. I mean, are succeeding. I mean, by if they're all being different, are they really all that different? Is that shame? Maybe. That's but shame. you've got like guys like Wembanyama pulling up in the most sinister outfits. Well, Wembanyama can do so much with that frame. Like he's like this <laughs> big guy. Like you can put anything on this man, but you gotta get it. You gotta get it cut for him, you know. Oh, he, I mean, every everything Wembenyama wears is custom made. Not no one makes any clothes yeah, for his no body. Way. I, I think mean, if most put, of these guys, to be honest, if you put Wembenyama in a trench coat, I would genuinely be scared. Yeah. Like if he was walking at me wearing a full like floor to ceiling, not floor to ceiling, oh, floor to head trench coat. Oh, um, I think that would be horrifying to me. And this I is would, a great question. What NBA player is the scariest? Like, if you walked up, saw him on the road, who is the Isaiah scariest Stewart? NBA player? Why? Just because of his... Well, just because interest. of, like, yeah, the recent the recent dangers that he's imposed on others in the league, Drew Eubanks in particular. Yeah. And, like, but even years ago, he was, like, fighting LeBron. He seems like a menace. I think he, he channels the energy of the malice at the palace into the modern era, which I, I can appreciate, you know? They say the league is soft. Put him in a room with Isaiah Stewart for two hours and see what they say after that. You know? I don't know yeah. if it is Isaiah Stewart, though. I mean, I personally think it would be like, I think it's just Wembanyama or like Markanovich. Just seeing somebody that's that tall who's just like acting like a normal, <laughs> like a normal guy. <laughs> I would just be Obama, like, oh my yeah. God, that's like Slenderman right there. Boban yeah. might be up there for me. That man, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not that John scary, Wick. though. I feel like he's so he is in John If he Wick. tried he's to be scary. He's a super villain. Isn't he a villain in John Yeah, yeah. John he, like, he fights really? If he tried to be scary, he would be, it would be quite frightening. Yeah. Taco Fall. Maybe Patrick Beverly, man. 
No, he's just a normal guy though. Yeah, in real he's life. just intense. He's an intense. It's a it's a bit. You're saying that his no, entire on court podcast. He's a yeah. podcast. He's a normal guy. He seems like podcast. a normal guy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should segue away from uh, <laughs> scariest <laughs> NBA players. <laughs> All right, let's let's pivot. Nicest NBA players. Who <laughs> looks like they could own a daycare or something? Honestly, Nicest. on the court. I might be a little biased. On the court, he looks like he would not be nice at all. But then you talk to, like, you see him, like, in post-game interviews or whatever. Julius Randle is, like, the nicest guy ever. Oh, okay. I was going to, I think it's Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's my such God. such a nice guy. Stand-up guy. He's been so He's nice. a great he's smile. Great. I love when he's, like, uh, vibing on the bench pre-game, yeah. listening to, like, a little baby with yeah. Harden. I feel like Russ is my, is my pick. Sucks that he got so much hate from the Lakers fan yeah. base. Like, that made he should have so never upset. won. He should have never won. Yeah, so bad. Lakers fans, and I say this as a Lakers fan, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to preach to the qu- the choir who's all listening, the Celtics uh, base who hate the Lakers from historical reasons because we would, like, whoop you on various occasions in the finals. I digress. The Lakers. But the Lakers fans suck. And I, I think there's certain fan bases that equally suck. I'm going to put Lakers, Knicks, Celtics, and Sixers fans are the four most annoying <laughs> and insufferable. Celtics and Lakers for sure. I think I'm going to put Knicks fans in there. If you guys what, were good, it's because you guys are historically horrible that you guys aren't that's known not, for being the most annoying fan base. No, you that's guys not are, true. If no, you no, look no. up, so feed upon, there's like... What about Warriors, too, though? Okay, yeah, Warriors fans, yeah. I forgot the Warriors. But those are the the worst fan bases. And then everyone else is, like, whatever. But those five teams are the worst. I'm not even, like, out of bias. I just think that that's not true. Sixers are one of the worst. Yeah, Sixers are bad. Sixers and, I mean, Celtics have I think that you guys just have no empowerment as fans because your ownership is so mean to you guys. So it's like you guys have such a pathetic organization that, like, Historically, there's been nothing for a Knicks fan to ever brag about, ever. But look when Trey Young came. They all came out of the woodworks, bro. They were all, like, instantly, they were just like, oh, we can now just talk, like, we can just talk a big game, and then you get bounced in the next round. Like, or, or no, you didn't even get it out of the first round. What am I on about? You talked to, against Trey Young that one uh, year? the first, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you talked to the big, it was the most hilarious thing ever. The, no other fan base we just takes to the streets after there. a game one playoff win. We knew we shouldn't have even been there, though. That's a thing. Yeah, and this year it's going to be hilarious when you guys get bounced by, like, the Cavs or something. Or, like, no the Pacers. We destroyed <laughs> the Cavs last yeah, year. Yeah, we did beat the Cavs easily last year, but they are good this year. But if y'all can't beat them this year, the, do you guys need to, like, go back to the drawing board? Because this hey, is the best your Knicks team is going to be. You're trying to stoke the Flames right now. The Flames are not getting stoked. So you right believe now, the yeah. Knicks can win the finals? Make no, make no, the conference no. finals? Yeah. I win mean, a playoff I think it's series? definitely possible that they can make the conference finals, but they're not going to. Can they win a playoff series? Yeah, for sure. Can't, yeah, but will I don't they? I think they can. I think that it's a 50-50 chance that they win a playoff okay. series. I well, think they will did you could... say the same thing last year? Yeah. But what happened last year? What did happen with the Knicks last year? They won the first round. Oh, they beat the Cavs, right, yeah. I think this year the Pacers will beat you guys if you play in the first round. Whoa. Well, I think I, the Pacers are, I and that's disagree. that's is that the matchup that was pro- is projected yeah. at this point? Yeah. Not right now. I don't know four. Yeah, no, not right now. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. could happen for sure. Um, Two. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, but um, yeah, um. You just put on automation for two, one or two minutes. All right. Yeah. 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 But it would be. I mean, I think we could beat the Pacers. That would be like they don't play defense. 
Yeah. Alright, what's our closing? Our closing well, segment here. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't know if... Uh, oh, the closing segment is just that... Uh, this is uh, Airball on 91.5 FM WMFO radio. Freeform Tufts. Jeez, uh, I completely bungled the thing that I... <laughs> But this, ha- this has been Airball. And you've been listening to 91.5 FM WMFO Medford Tufts Freeform Radio. If you, are a big, if you are a basketball fan, uh, we potentially will be in this time slot in the future. Um, if all goes well. It's sometimes pro- we'll play some music. Sometimes it's, this is a freeform show. In the future we'll be taking calls. Um, take a look at the WMFO website if you liked what you heard today and want to listen again. And thank you for your time. I mean... Yeah, I guess that's yeah. Right, and cut to the outro, outro music. <laughs> uh, yeah. Peace out, guys.